0: Very special holiday edition of The Buzz. Welcome back uh, to the Native Plants Healthy Planet podcast presented by Pinelands Nursery. I am Fran Chismar. And I'm
1: Tom Knezik. And uh, if we're at the point in our, our Native Plants Healthy Planet tenure now that I should probably start saying the episode
0: number. <laughs> oh, <laughs> We're on yeah.
1: episode 31. Wow. So,
0: it still amazes me. Yeah. That, that oh, yeah. we're at 31 in a year. Yeah. We're coming up on, I guess... I can look at the exact date, but it was the end of February.
1: Yeah, end of February, early March. I forget exactly when it was, but it was It
0: right was around then. Yeah, I think it was like the last week of February mm-hmm. that we, we put the intro out. Yep. So, yeah. You want to call that the launch? You want to make that yeah. the anniversary? Oh, yeah. That was our... Are we going to do something for the anniversary?
1: I've, I haven't planned it. I didn't get anything for you. I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get anything like, for you like either. Said, we don't even know the exact date. But I mean, date. should we
0: have like a... <laughs> Like a highlight episode? Like, should we do, like, a special We could have do our very first clip show. Ooh. it's a lot we of work could, for you. That, that <laughs> is a lot of work. We could do a clip show. Well, uh, I was just wondering, like, or do we have, like, giveaways and have, like, certain guests call in? Yeah, like, I think make, that's a good idea, something may, along those lines. Maybe we can have, like, three or four past guests. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to, like it, I know it's still a couple months away, but people call into the question and comment line and wish us a happy anniversary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be that would be nice. So but it's it's you know, I know we really haven't done a state of the podcast, I guess, in a few episodes. Mm-hmm. It it keeps growing exponentially yeah. at this point. Like to what we considered growth five months ago. It's a whole different. Standard yeah it's to us today,
1: and that's one of the things that we get is a whole dashboard of all the the statistics and and how many people are listening where they're listening, where they're listening from, yeah. those kind of things and it used to be or what we would do in uh in the first day we're now doing in like the first hour, yeah and then in the first uh twenty four hours. Um, that's the same thing, isn't it? But yeah. in the first, in the, <laughs> in the first week, now
0: we're doing in the first day and yeah, what we do in a yeah, week now that's... per episode five months ago is what we would hope that the episode would do in its lifespan as an yeah. episode. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of crazy how it keeps multiplying, but yeah. you know, um, and one of the barometers for me was when you're a top podcast on Apple podcast they turn on a feature called hosts and guests and you can see your your photos as a host and we had that turned on mm-hmm. so i was very happy yeah we about started it. to show up on um like on the suggested
1: thing on apple we were, out of the 60 podcasts they referenced or, or referred on for the nature segment, we were 58th, but we were on that list, we were, which was an
0: accomplishment in our eyes. Significant, so. significant. You know, it's we we've been staying right around in the top 20 on Apple Podcasts in mm-hmm. nature, and and the charts keep going well. So, thank thanks yeah. to everyone for your support. I know we've had a couple five star reviews where people actually just changed what they wrote uh we had a new one carl loves natives i think had some Mm -hmm. kind words so uh
1: so we yeah we appreciate the reviews and we really want to get this message out there uh we think native plants are underappreciated especially a lot of the work that these nonprofits are doing is underappreciated and that's why we started this so the more you can do to help spread that message and just share like take this episode and just share it with a friend that goes a long way. It really it means a lot to us.
0: We need to expand the circle, not so much the podcast, but the native plant circle. Mm-hmm. And I I love that it started out with a And
1: there's a lot of uh great conversations in our our native plants healthy planet group that are starting without our prompting which is yeah. awesome to see. There's some some uh some posts on there that I was like, "Oh, I should chime in on this." But then I looked, and there was nine comments that already said everything I would have said.
0: I've actually – like it's funny you said that because there were a couple instances where I was going to comment, and I chose not to because I'm enjoying seeing the conversations go on without us. And I'm like, I don't need to be a part of that conversation. I don't need to interject myself, although I probably will (laughs) at some point (laughs) because that's just my personality. But I've been trying to like be hands-off and let it organically – just kind of grow mm-hmm. without us facilitating it so it's it's nice to see that it's great conversations. I'm really proud of everyone. there hasn't been an argument no. there hasn't been uh anyone saying any th- like nothing negative even when there's a disagreement, it's constructive mm-hmm. uh and and kind, yeah, which oh, is yeah. nice to see yeah. so so hopefully we can keep keep that going and even that I think we have ten new members this week, yeah, so that keeps growing as well so do you wanna you want to hop into this? I think wanna... we should. All yeah. right. It's hot. All right. It's, it's, that's hot. It, and it's going to get harder and harder as we progress into the season because yeah. it's winter. <laughs> yeah. not, not saying things don't have winter interest. Do you have, do you want to go one? Do you have one? I'm going to, but I do have one. All right. But I'm going to let you go first. All right. So I noticed this a couple weeks ago and I was just curious. And I actually took a picture and I think I posted it in the Native Plants Healthy Planet Facebook group. But, I went back to look, but uh, Northern Bayberry, mm-hmm. uh, Morella Pennsylvanica, formerly Mirica uh, pensylvanica, um, you know, which is semi-evergreen in our climate. We really haven't had like super heavy frosts or extended cold freezes, so it's still showing its its uh, waxy red fall color mm-hmm. uh, and it's still holding its leaves pretty well. So it's pretty striking when you're walking by a bunch of greenhouses and everything is defoliated, and then all of a sudden you you're still showing a block of red yeah we had a amazing. we had a bunch of them on wagons right
1: out front of the office and i walked like, man that's that can't be what i thought i think it is but it was yeah. and that yeah. was that was pretty cool to see
0: i mean in some winters i technically it's it is semi evergreen it will go mm-hmm. completely deciduous in our climate um it, it just hasn't been a harsh enough winter yet, so it's still holding mm-hmm. p- really good foliage. So I was happy to see that. That's a nice extra treat. You know, uh, very fragrant. I love – I can't walk by without grabbing a leaf off and breaking it and, like, smelling yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, very fragrant, uh, very much a a beach-type plant, but it, mm-hmm. it can take some heavier soils too, you know, even though it, it's naturally in, in sandy soils. Uh, it can take a little bit of um, – salt spray mm-hmm. uh but but versatile as well so if you're thinking about adding that one to your garden yeah that's...
1: and i just saw something else on facebook and in, in a different group i can't remember but someone was posting about it how their mom used to make candles out of it and, and all that and i know that's like oh, yeah. the a popular fragrance for for candles yeah so but they they were going through like the old-timey way of making candles I shouldn't even brought this up cuz I don't remember enough. <laughs> I I was enough that I read a little bit but I didn't read the whole thing. But it was oh, something about making candles out of bayberry and how they used to do it how yeah. they'd make it in like the old fashioned way of, of candle yeah. making.
0: It for me it's hard to not see that plant and not think of the beach. Mm-hmm. You know, living in a coastal state um mm-hmm. you know because you see that on the dunes along the the Jersey beaches. So it's it's kind of hard for me not to see that and not think of the ocean. So it's a nice connection there mm-hmm. for me you know you, you find yourself I'll, I'll break up the leaves i'll start smelling it and then in my head i'm just off somewhere else mm-hmm. <laughs> it takes me somewhere else yeah all right what do you have so
1: mine was and really i i didn't have one i've been uh really stuck in the office lately just uh we're working it's on a new website yes, for the nursery yeah. and that's been my life basically, yeah. Well, that and then all these other things that just keep have, have been thrown at me. It's a crazy year end stuff, so I didn't necessarily have one. And then, as we're sitting here, I'm like, Oh, yeah, why don't I talk about this? And that was uh, Eastern Red Cedar. Oh, and another reason I was thinking maybe we'll I'll pass on this is because we talk about Eastern Red Cedar so much on here, yeah, and um, especially how it smells. But, but, <laughs> Thank you for not bringing one but, into the office, but uh. What made me think of it is actually our, our next topic. Um and it's really how around here a lot of people use it to make uh, Christmas wreaths. Yeah. And that's yeah. one of the things my wife was, was messaging me and saying, Hey, you need to bring home some stuff I can make, make wreaths go for some for some greens and that's always one of the things I get but I don't like making wreaths out of because it is very prickly. It and is very it looks prickly. nice and, and can hold that colour and if it's out on the outside door it's
0: doesn't smell up your house too much but it really does tear up your hands. Now, <laughs> a little I have a question. Bit. I have a question for you. So, some people actually it is prickly. I actually get a little bit of a like reaction from mm-hmm. it like if I'm handling it too much like my hands will yeah. will swell a little bit. Do you get that at all? I haven't noticed but
1: I haven't worked with it that that much to experience it. It's funny, some
0: of the the natural defenses some of these plants Mm -hmm. have, like juniper will give me a little bit of a rash uh, viburnum, uh, some native viburnum. You better not use this to
1: bring up poison ivy. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little insight is, Frank got poison ivy, what was it, two or three years ago? And it lasted for like six months. Yeah, it was a long time.
0: I, and we he, heard about it
1: every well, day. I had it this summer <laughs> we too. Still hear about I, it. <laughs> I had
0: it this summer too. And I get it really I'm allergic to it, mm-hmm. so I get it bad. But the problem is if I get it on my face, it it won't go away. Mm-hmm. And if I get it on my arms, it's accelerated. But if I get it on my legs, not a big deal. Like mm-hmm. my feet, you know, but anywhere on my arms, it it just seems like it's horrible, mm-hmm. and then my face—it's—I yeah. I end up looking like Sloth from the Goonies. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, and and we get to hear about it all the time. Not I'm that I'm one to complain. I even brought it up. Yeah. Not that I'm one to complain. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like viburnum, uh, a lot of native viburnums have like almost like a dusting on their their leaves that are, like bother your eyes. Mm-hmm. So if you're messing in them you know you have a little bit of a reaction where your eye swell i mm-hmm. know our production manager was saying she was working in viburnums the other day and had yeah, an issue. yeah that's right so it's just funny some of that maybe that could be a future buzz natural yeah. Yeah, uh, defense systems of native native plants mm-hmm. so there you go but that's off topic from what today's topic is yes you want to yeah. you want to introduce the
1: yeah so we really we mentioned in the beginning it's the holiday season we're in a what December 10th when we're recording this and it's releasing tomorrow on the 11th. Um, and a lot of people are, if they haven't decorated for Christmas already, are decorating for Christmas. And uh, and there's a lot of native plants that are used to decorate for Christmas that yeah. some people may not even realize are <laughs> native plants. There's a lot of non-native plants as well, but uh, you can make some pretty cool wreaths and bows and those kind of things out of native plants.
0: Yeah, and one of the, the cool things, I, I think man, how long is it going back now? Maybe two years or three years ago. Um, Don Kinesik had brought in as a, as a tr- holiday treat for all the employees. He had brought someone in to teach us Christmas floral arrangements. Mm-hmm. And we all made a uh, table arrangement mm-hmm. and we used a lot of non-natives, but natives as well. So, and yeah. that's why I was thinking back to what was in my arrangement Yeah, yeah. to when we were looking at this. So, we thought that would be a great way to how we could discuss other ways you can enjoy native plants. And,
1: and a lot of these species while they're great for uh, like Christmas trees and those kind of mm-hmm. things, well, they're also why they're good for those kind of things is because they look really good in the landscape right now as well. So yeah. it's mm-hmm. um, something to keep in mind that yeah, you can make a wreath out of them, but they also look good in your yard.
0: Exactly, exactly. So um first one that, that I thought of was American Holly mm-hmm. because that is evergreen. It is another one that's prickly to, to work with. But uh, in the winter, it, I, I'm trying to think. Like it does get a little darker in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it, it gets like a sheen to it, mm-hmm. like a color. So and it's it's almost like a traditional christmas holly almost like i think i think when when you think christmas holly i think most people think of english holly Mm -hmm. um let's say ilex aquaperniae but it's ilex opaca does really well it's it's got its winter winter foliage on it right now and i think it it's a nice nice dark contrast it's not that light green it's it's dark Mm -hmm. so it helps helps things pop when you when you add it
1: so uh, another one we had on the list was winterberry holly, which yeah. is, I think a lot of people are familiar with as a great wintertime plant because it just has defoliated stems full of bright red berries. And uh, and it's another one that looks really cool, um, whether you just cut stems and, and put them in a vase or if you use it in a, an arrangement or a wreath or something like that, it's a, it's a plant that looks like Christmas to a lot of people. Yeah, and
0: it's striking in mass, and the birds love it, Mm -hmm. and it's great habitat. It has so many great purposes. I was just thinking, I I don't, (laughs) there was, when I worked at Princeton Nurseries, one of the houses uh, by the nursery had, he was a former employee, and he created a hedgerow. He lived on a corner Hmm. from two major roads and did a hedgerow of Winterberry Holly, and Mm -hmm. and this time of the year, you can imagine it was striking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, someone came and took it in the middle of the night and cut it all (laughs) cut it all for cut yeah cut cut arrangements so he woke up one morning and it was just all all (laughs) gone so (laughs) that's that's how striking it is like you when you see it you can't help but to stop and Mm -hmm. and pay attention to it so um another one is red twig dogwood uh cornice sericea or cornice stolonifera um this time of the year it's defoliated, but the stems are red. Sometimes to facilitate that red growth, you have to cut it back every two or three years. Mm-hmm. So it's actually good if you cut that. It 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 grows. It's still uh stoloniferous. It's gonna spread. It's gonna sucker and grow more. Um. So sometimes cutting it actually helps facilitate mm-hmm. better growth and and better color. So if you can add that one again in a vase arrangement, just some nice color. Yeah,
1: and I've even seen um. I was when I was doing some research for this looking at pictures they had a wreath that was just that and I think it actually had some American holly at the base and yeah. like a bow and um but it was just kind of woven red twig together yeah. and uh and that's another one that it is pretty cool to see uh
0: just how fiery red it can get in the wintertime yeah. it's it's a, a nice looking plant. I know there's nativars of that one where you can get like, I think there's Arctic red and mm-hmm. there's a couple other where it gets more striking red, mm-hmm. you know, select it was for how red it gets over mm-hmm. the winter. But if you could stay with the, the straight species. yeah, and Cause the straight species
1: is good for birds, good <clears throat> for wildlife. It's a, uh... It's a good all-around plant, but it's also good in the winter.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: Uh, we also had pitch pine on our list, yeah. Which I don't think a lot of people would <laughs> would think of with uh, with Christmas time, but yeah. in New Jersey and a, a lot of the the coastal East Coast, it's a, a native plant, and um, and just because it's a pine evergreen, it's got the the typical needle structure that you yeah. associate with a wintertime pine. Um, it's a good substitute for. Uh, for some other evergreens in an arrangement or something like you that you
0: can use the cones yeah. uh they they more than likely they'll be closed mm-hmm. um because that's one that's adapted it it kind of opens up the cones when it's set on fire mm-hmm. so if you want an open cone you can if you can add some heat to them you can probably mm-hmm. force them to open a little bit and and give you more of a traditional yep. pine cone look in your arrangements but it gives you a few different options there um we have eastern red cedar, which we just kind of talked about. If Just for greens, be careful. It is a little prickly, but yeah. it's that traditional, like, lighter green. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could take some sprigs and add that to a wreath, uh, and I think that's good for an arrangement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I even forgot about the cones when I started <laughs> talking about that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because I'm looking at the cones on the shelf behind oh, you, and yeah, that's what yeah. made me think of it. So.
1: So We also had eastern red cedar, which I mentioned a little bit before, uh, can be a little tough to work with, but it has a different look than if you're using uh, more traditional
0: spruce branches or, or fir branches. Yeah. And and Atlantic white cedar. The one thing with Atlantic white cedar is it's it's timing for that one because mm. if you wait too late in the season, that one does tend to look brownish or it can mm. look almost dead. Like eastern red cedar gets like a reddish tinge to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Atlantic white cedar gets brownish over the winter, so that's earlier. You may, you may want to try that one out just to see on the arrangements at the time of the year. It's not going to last late into the winter for you. Like yeah. I think now you can get away with it for the season. Then you kind of have to get rid of and it. And I though.
1: know from one of my friends who makes a lot of wreaths, mm-hmm. she likes that one just because it doesn't hurt his hands. <laughs> <laughs> she gets <laughs> a similar look, true. but it doesn't hurt her hands. Very very true. So, very very. True. Uh, we had white pine, yeah, which uh, is native to. Not necessarily right, right here, but in the the uh, northeast, northeast, definitely.
0: Yeah. And you get that whitish, that whitish underbelly to the needles, mm-hmm. uh, so it's a little bit different color structure than pitch pine. Mm-hmm. But it's and it's softer,
1: softer. The the branches bend a little bit more, makes it a little bit easier to work with. That one's really popular with yeah. with uh, wreath makers. For someone who, like I said before, who doesn't want to have that typical spruce or fir look, it gives it a little bit more fuzzier fluffier look i guess yeah yeah i i'd
0: say so and and that's more of a traditional pine cone mm-hmm. for that one so you can use the pine cone yep. for arrangements and other things um sweep day magnolia that's another one that's semi evergreen mm-hmm. so depending on the time of the year uh and the harshness of the winter you can get you know and that has a nice leaf to it mm-hmm. and it's a lighter green I, I was gonna i was actually thinking i think my winter table arrangement that we made here i had Sweetbay yeah. magnolia in and
1: it. magnolias are really popular for those winter arrangements already, and uh, that's just a native alternative. That in some places it would work, in some places it might not work. Yeah, if you're um, in a
0: more southern climate, you're you're that's going to work. Yeah, it's
1: you. not that big magnolia leaf that people are used to. It's quite a bit smaller, but it would give that same aesthetic. Yeah, totally,
0: yeah. totally. And yeah. then
1: last yeah. one, I'll let you do. The, yeah, the last one for our like northeastern kind of region um, native plants for for the winter was uh, was staghorn sumac. Nice. And I remember when we did our wreath class, we also did a wreath class here at the nursery. Yeah. Um I actually grabbed some staghorn sumac the, the berry cluster mm-hmm. and kinda had that hanging off the bottom of my my wreath. And uh isn't that definitely not a traditional no. use for for a winter arrangement. But it was something that added But it fits. It's yeah. not
0: traditional but it definitely fits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh you know, so you could you could start uh your own native Wreath, uh, yeah, uh, uh, company. There, there you go. It's, I also added a couple, um,
1: things because we have some listeners from the west coast, yes. And, uh, I actually saw a really cool picture of a wreath that was made out of redwood, and, uh, and, uh, I'm forgetting the other name, but it was one of the common names is California Holly. Okay. And, um, and that was really cool because the California Holly had the red berries and gave it some, some color where the redwood was just that green backdrop that you have from a wreath yeah and um it was pretty striking and actually one of the things i don't know how true this is but they said the california holly is why hollywood is called hollywood really so i'm not sure if that's true but i'm gonna go with it well
0: yeah <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah why not they said and then that. um
1: then further up the the west coast that's when you start getting into your more traditional christmas trees like the douglas fir and yeah. and um and some of those species, which a lot of wreaths are made out of yeah.
0: already. I'm not sure if concolor fur is native to that area. Yeah, I'm not it sure. It might be. But that's another one to yeah. use that, that's probably more common to mm-hmm. find, uh, yeah. if you can add that in. And that, you know, it's funny that you did that. You know, I was looking. It's surprising to me. When you look at our listens, I know we talked about mm-hmm. listens earlier. Most of our listenin- listens come from the northeast because that's where yeah. we're located and a lot of our guests are. California's like in our top five states mm-hmm. for listens, which yeah. which amazes me. I'm yeah, glad we're they don't relatable. Get,
1: well, I guess Southern California doesn't get our, our winner, so
0: no. they just have seventy five and sunshine all the time. They're I'm just, just <laughs> i you know, which is nice. You <laughs> know, but I'm glad it's relatable what we're doing is relatable mm. at least to some of these other areas. So yeah. that was a good good add in so, on that.
1: And the last thing I brought up was actually shared through um through North Creek Nursery. They put it up on their Facebook. Yeah. Uh, earlier this week and it was a way to get rid of invasives by using them in holiday arrangements and they had stuff like himalayan blackberry and uh, the foliage from bamboo english ivy oriental bittersweet uh, wisteria burning bush and multiflora rose as things that you can use in holiday arrangements while you're pulling them out of your uh the the, either the woods behind your Mm -hmm. house or places where they are invasive yeah
0: no that's awesome and I know one of our listeners and uh who has been on the show uh mm-hmm. Rosalind uh, Doremus uh, was saying she uses her nandina um mm-hmm. every year she cuts it back and and puts that in arrangements and shared a picture which was pretty straight you know because over the that's why that plant is so popular over mm-hmm. the winter it has such a striking red red color yeah. so it's nice to see that that if if they if they are existing here, at least there's a, 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 a use for them. Yeah, and there was a,
1: I know there's actually a lot of people who, with especially with invasive plants, just all year one of they, the things they advocate for, in addition to remove them, and yeah. like things like garlic mustard or things that you you want to get yeah. rid of it already. Well, it's also edible, and you can you're not just wasting it yeah. here, which uh, it's something, the invasives in my opinion are something that. We can waste, yeah, but yeah. if you want to go down that road and forage a little bit, which is another topic we're talking about sometime in the near future, That's, right around the beginning uh, of the new year.
0: Yeah, it should but, be out before, I think, before the end of the year, right?
1: Uh, no, that one will be in January, February, January, okay. is our, right. our goal right now. Okay, all yeah. right. Awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think Dale Hendricks was one of the people I saw give a presentation about using utilizing some invasives for... For, um, as edibles while also pulling them up. I think,
0: yeah, I can't
1: remember. There was another species he brought up, but it just came into my mind and vanished real quick. You know, so. with,
0: the, with the amount of, you know, lack of food and starvation, it just, I know it's something that we need to eradicate, but it'd be a shame to not, if it's useful, and mm-hmm. useful as a food source to not at least take advantage yeah. of that use of it. Yeah.
1: It was... Autumn Olive was, uh, oh, okay. I've actually, all right, yeah. <laughs> this is a little off topic, but uh, it was in like an out, it's one, one of the outdoors magazines, like outdoor, not one of the bigger ones, but it was like for um, mountain men type. <laughs> type Okay. Thing, was talk, it had a whole big article about Autumn Olive in it and how great it was and how we need to plant more. And uh, like, Some people might say it's invasive, and I was like, no, no, no. Uh, I know it's useful. But uh, that, we don't want to uh, advocate planning more. Uh, and <laughs> 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 that, that was un,
0: unplanned. That was unplanned. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's you almost want to write an editorial rebuttal on that one saying, hey. Yeah. Y- you oh, know. I, I think I did. did I think really? I wrote in and said oh. you can't put like you can't, you can't publish something that. like that advocating for planning more. For invasives. Invasives. That's just someone that that, that doesn't know. But yep. um I think it's time. I think we completed that when it's time for our next segment. We got to keep it rolling. Yeah.
1: All
0: right. So we do have a winner. But not without controversy.
1: Yeah. Anyway. I thought I was well on my way to a 2-0 and record in this and
0: that. I really thought so. T- at one point early on, I was like, maybe we ought to just stop this. I'm <laughs> going to lose every week. I'm my <laughs> but, but then, then you my up, ball and, and, and up. we went
1: into it. We were tied, and I uh, I made a post on our, our Facebook group. That's where the voting yeah. happens is in the
0: Native Plants, yeah. Healthy Planet Facebook group. And I shared the post and said, hey, we need people to vote to break this. The tiebreaker. And, and voting has increased. I know the last. Buzz episode we said, hey, if, if you want this to continue on, uh mm-hmm. not Raquel Welch actually commented in a five star review that that she's loving this segment uh because it's it's kind of like a, a news update just mm-hmm. for native plants and uh you know, it was nice to see that the voting increased and, and we were at a stalemate and Tom posted it and then the and next then we morning got,
1: we got more votes when yeah, I posted it, yeah. but when I came in the next morning, the uh, the option for my
0: article was had vanished and the only it was ones that there can, anymore The only <laughs> ones that can do that are Tom myself and the Pinelands nursery account yeah. which is operated by Tom and myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that means one of us inadvertently removed it I I, I so swear I, I originally
1: I suspected foul play and
0: I still do I I didn't I didn't if listen if I happened to have done it which I don't think I did, because I didn't really see it after you reposted it, but if I did it, it wasn't intentional. Mm-hmm. It could have e- If I did it, could have easily been myself. I don't I know deleted. if I believe you, but <laughs> but
1: for the the sake
0: of the game here, Wait, quickly after you pointed it out, I I wrote in the post that people could still vote and just put it in a comment. We would accept it, but. No winning. one did. No yeah. one did. It was kind of – at that point it was over. But I did win that 198, so, so thank but you. But there's a
1: big asterisk next to that That uh, in the record books. <laughs> I, I there's a big asterisk, asterisk next to this win. <laughs> but
0: I, I will say I'm happy that this many people voted and that it yeah. was that close because mm-hmm. that means that we're picking articles that pretty much people are enjoying. Yep. So hopefully we can continue. But I did say even though there is an asterisk – I did win because there can be only one. <laughs> yeah. So so but we have a, a whole nother round and mm-hmm. this one was pretty funny. Tom and I choose multiple articles because we never know if we're going to choose yeah. the same article and we we chose the same article. Yeah, we yeah,
1: we went into it saying, "Hey, maybe we should just check to make sure we didn't choose the same one." Yeah. We do this every time. We make sure we're not choosing the same one like the couple hour maybe before we start to record and we both chose the same one but yes uh basically as in between episodes every time i see something when i'm scrolling through facebook or, or linkedin or just going online or and i see something that i think could work for this i just save it as a tab on my uh on my phone phone Internet yeah. browser, yeah, and um, and I do the same thing, so know. then i I'll have a couple, and then when like a day or two before we're gonna record, I'll pick out the one that I think is the best, and uh we just both happen to pick out <laughs> the same one, <laughs> yeah, so, but we had backups, so we fell on our backups, and um i think I think we still have pretty good articles for our backups too
0: i I do too, I do too, so the do you wanna for each of us to do our article, or do you do we want to talk about the one that? we both chose we should mention it anyway yeah i i think so it was an article by through yale i think was Mm -hmm. it yale university's website uh,
1: yale e360
0: so and it was let me let me just bring it up real fast because i don't want to misquote what it is so how non-native plants are contributing to a global insect decline and it was more or less you know, it's a long article, but more or less it's based on work of Doug Tallamy um, and new new research that he has just put out. So we both kind of felt that that was fitting considering we yeah. just had oh, yeah. Dr. Tallamy on as a guest um, and that his study is getting more traction. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and, – and we wanted – we both were – heading in that direction because one of our listeners posted in the Native Plants Healthy Planet Facebook group like people opposing some of his research mm-hmm. which I didn't think it was a fair analysis I think it was someone just trying to be yeah, <laughs> someone just trying to be on the opposite side. And, and not to get too off topic with that
1: but that article in particular, not, not the article we're talking about right now, yeah. what was posted in the group um, I always dislike uh, articles that crit- criticize someone's opinion without uh putting forth a a plan of action of their own and saying yes. this is well th- yeah what they're saying doesn't work but you got to at least supply your own reasoning of what Why? will work yeah, and, and it, they didn't do that
0: and and it wasn't i think a fair analysis of the entire thing they picked out one, they focused on one segment mm-hmm. and it was kind of taken out of context so well, I don't feel that it was fair, but, but I don't. But want to expand this on
1: article, it. Yeah. the the Yale E three sixty article, which was we say it was how non native plants are contributing to global global insect decline, uh, didn't do that. No, it was actually I'm, very complimentary of yes of work. Yeah,
0: and that's why we we both chose it. So mm-hmm. uh, so regardless, we had backup options. So mm-hmm. would you like to go first? Oh, I actually you I get, get to pick choose. Yeah, I'm gonna go first. Like okay. originally I thought I was gonna. Defer, And even though I'm a little better prepared this time, I still never feel fully prepared when we do this. So um, the article I chose is in Science Daily, um, and it was done by NOAA's Northeast Fisheries Science Center. And the article is titled Predator-Prey Interaction Study Reveals More Food Does Not Always Mean More Consumption. So why I found this article interesting was because it kind of goes back to what Dr. Sala wrote about in his book and when he was on the podcast about the relationship of predator and prey and having to have a balance. Mm-hmm. So, in his book, uh, Dr. Sala brings up the the work of uh, Russian scientist G.F. Gause. I, I hope I'm Gause, G-A-U-S-E, so mm-hmm. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. He published a book in 1932 called The Struggle for Existence, and he had done work between paramecians and um, species of yeast, and he kind of figured out that the predator-prey relationship needs a couple things for balance, and that if you just put predators and prey together, the predators will eat all the prey, and then the predators will die. If you give the prey... um, shelter to hide they, they'll they hide and then the predators die <laughs> mm-hmm. so the predators need to be able to roam so the prey will hide the predators will roam and pick off prey that's more accessible and mm-hmm. then once that prey's population becomes too large the predators will come back and pick off the excess and mm-hmm. they live in harmony and balance so humans are the only ones that that will hunt till extinction, you know, mm-hmm. in nature this happens. So basically with new studies, they're finding out this is what's happening off the northeast with fish communities. So if there's the right amount of predators, it kind of keeps everything in check. If the amount of prey goes up because there's not enough predators, it kind of throws the whole ecosystem out of whack. Mm-hmm. And they're not – just because there's more of them doesn't mean that they're being consumed. Mm-hmm. And then it throws off other things like plankton and and you get an unbalance. So they're just finding, even though this is kind of known scientific study, they're applying it to the local ecosystem so they can better mm-hmm. figure out how to manage for, yeah. for offshore yeah. fishing and things like that. Hey, what do we need to worry about to make sure that this is a healthy ecosystem? So it's just mm-hmm. new, new studies basically confirming a lot of what, we've been seeing all over the world and how it applies yeah. to to our native fisheries. So mm. even though it's not plant related, it's kind of relatable topic. Yeah, it's to pertinent Lama. to something that yeah. we've talked about and yeah. and as we've
1: talked about so many times, if it even though it might not be plant related, it all relates back to back to, back plants. to yeah, exactly. Um with Doctor Sal, it's, he, he's a was he an algae researcher? Yeah, and um, algae, while well, not a type of plants, science, are, yeah. are in that same realm. And um, but the fish are eating algae, they're eating plants, they're eating plankton, they're eating those kind of things. On land, plants yeah. are harvesting energy from the sun, and that's what is starting our whole food web. Is is plants that are capturing energy and and giving it to everything else. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to see how that study would work on land. 'Cause in the ocean while humans play a part, they don't play as large of a part where on land and um I guess when you're talking about the, the Dr. Gauze study, it was uh I started thinking about um like the whole wolf controversy in Yellowstone yeah. and yeah. I guess one of the issues with that is That they roam just outside of Yellowstone you have well if they roam outside we well, have farms and that that population is never gonna diminish because the farmers are going to keep adding more. Yeah. And uh, and that's why it's a real controversy there is because um, because you have human-managed animals and then you have uh, animals that aren't currently managed by humans. Yeah. And they're saying there needs to be management for both There can't be management for one. But that, it, that's where I went off topic. Yeah, that, no, but, were, it, but exactly.
0: So it's just... I, you know we're finding with anything like when we talk about deer management mm-hmm. you know which is a you know a, a topic that we we discuss often on here yeah. is you know it's it all comes down to that predator prey and mm-hmm. and there has to be balance in that ecosystem yeah. so it's nice to at least to see the scientific research being done mm-hmm. whether it's onshore or offshore to those effects yeah. because those are important effects that you know if we want native plants all these things coincide so if we have to have a balance somehow so i was just happy to see that this research is being yeah, done no it's pretty cool being funded and being yeah. done
1: so so my article was uh published in forbes and uh it's a couple weeks old now but it was uh, about the first nationwide effort to save wild bees and how they're enlisting
0: citizen scientists i had not seen this one but when you told me what it was and that it was a forbes article i was actually really yeah, excited. yeah and um It basically starts out saying that there's a lot of
1: resources and time and energy that's been dedicated to honeybees and their decline which may or not actually be true they might not actually be in his decline like we think they are um or like we've been told yeah but uh there isn't a lot of research being done with native bees and that's actually what we talked about with Sam Drogi he was really one of the first if not the first person who's putting together a catalog of all these native bees. yeah, right. So it really goes in line with his research. Um, nonetheless, these native bees are doing a lot of the pollination, not just on our native flowers, but on a lot of our crops yeah. as well. And uh, and they tend to be very efficient pollinators. Yeah. And uh, so basically the U.S. Department of Agriculture created a grant for $380,000, um, and it's really to put together this monitoring group um, that's going to train people to go outside and how to look for wild bees in a standardized way it's a uh, I think it's headed by University of California Riverside Okay. Um, and when I visited this group's website they actually had a bunch of different groups from all over the country that are already enlisting right now they're only in the sign up period so you can kind of sign up to uh, be clued in for when it's it actually goes live yeah. and when they start some of this training but it's something that when we talked to to Sam Drogi yeah. from um, from U.S. Geological Service Survey, uh, he said this wasn't happening and needed to happen because not only do we not know exactly what's out there, we don't know what we've lost. Yeah, yeah, and it we're never going to gonna know what we've lost unless we start to catalog all this. So it's nice to see that there is. Uh, while three hundred eighty thousand dollars seems like a really big number, it's not as big as as a lot of other things. But it's progress in the right direction um, to find out and and monitor what these populations of native bees look like and, and the different species and all that.
0: And I have a feeling once they start finding out what it is that we are losing or have lost, they'll be able to get more money, and that research mm-hmm. will become greater. But we need that first step where the the results are being post it that people can see hey this is an issue we all kind of know it's an issue Mm -hmm. but we don't know to what extent we need the science behind it so i have a feeling i'm i'm gonna read this article after i may vote for your article it's a it's a fairly short article it's not super long
1: because it's brand new this is this is started within the last couple months okay um but it's something that like i said we've needed and or need to do now or we won't know what we've lost and it's Uh, It's a nationwide effort. Uh, Even, I'm going back on their website right now, you had uh, University of California Riverside was involved. Uh, You have people through BLM in Alaska. Um, uh, National Parks is involved. Quail Forever is involved. Uh, Some great organizations. Yeah, there's uh, uh, people in Colorado, Connecticut Connecticut Agricultural Experiment Station. Um, Let's see. University of Illinois Urbana Champaign, uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. There's a lot of different. That's a great one. Cause. Train
0: people and then um, catalog what's out there. It's a great cause. I'm excited about this. Yeah. So oh, yeah. we will post links for all three articles. We'll do all three. Yeah,
1: we'll do all three. We'll and because then a vote for the third article will be a vote for. Uh, a vote for neutrality. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, we won't, put, we won't put that up as a voting option. No, we'll just put the link on our we'll, website. We'll put
0: and, the links for all three on the Native Plants Healthy Planet website, and then in the Native Plants Healthy Planet Facebook group, we'll put the links to both my article and yeah. your article, so, and, and you'll be able to vote. You have to
1: vote, to, or you can only vote if you're part of the group.
0: We don't yes. put that
1: out on our, our normal Facebook page to, group, uh, to vote. So exactly. join the group. You'll see all the great conversations that are going on there, and you'll be able to vote on – Really, what's a popularity
0: contest? Who do you like more of me or yeah. no? <laughs> So far, it's tied. It's neutral. Yeah. Although you, it was a one-vote difference this time. Last one, you walloped me. Like, it wasn't even close. It yeah, was the like, popular
1: vote is in my favor. Yes. <laughs> yes,
0: you, you definitely won the popular <laughs> vote. So and we will post it, and that, I think, will conclude that. And, of course, the choice is yours. So typically now we would do questions, but we didn't get any questions. Yeah, I was surprised that Saul didn't call back up. I really thought the fact that we gave him attention would have encouraged. Not only am I surprised we didn't get a Saul, a call from Saul, I'm surprised we didn't get ten more yeah. calls from Saul <laughs> yeah. because he 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 would have definitely been encouraged to keep going. So. Uh, I have a feeling we haven't heard the last of them. I'm sure there will be more, more yeah. phone calls from Saul, but, but, uh, but, yeah, if you
1: have a question, feel free to call in. Uh, we're happy to answer questions that come in through that question and answer line.
0: Yeah. You know, we get a lot of, a lot of those through, um, the native plants, healthy planet Facebook group. Uh, I don't know if it's, you don't want your voice on a podcast or what it is, but you know, it's it It's a thirty second phone call. we'd love to answer the questions and and be here as a resource. so take advantage of it yeah. while you can because otherwise it might not be there. you know, same thing with the questions if we have the question <laughs> and answer line and no one calls in it kind of kind of ruins yeah. the purpose for it. so um I wanted to bring up i I had this mail to me. I don't even know how I got on the list, but uh the Pennsylvania Horticultural Society. Uh, does their Philadelphia Flower Show every year yeah. which is a huge yep. retail like if if you're in the Philadelphia area this has been a huge draw for all, you know people come from all over the world mm. to this flower show it's it's one of the premier flower shows in the country so i thought it was interesting that their theme this year is habitat nature's masterpiece uh, they are saying Let me see. I'm going to read it right from their pamphlet. The 2021 Philadelphia Flower Show will explore nature from the majestic to the microscopic. You'll learn how to grow beautiful and hardy native plants, attract butterflies, birds, hummingbirds to your garden, increase biodiversity in the landscape, get skilled in gardening, sustainability, and will be immersed in engaging activities as well as a view of – view acres of stunning uh, displays. So I think – it's nice to see it hitting a much larger scale. Mm-hmm. At, like this is something that typically focuses on ornamental hort. Yeah. So that, from an education standpoint, this is huge. I really hope, because it happens in March, I really hope that yeah. because of COVID well, it doesn't this year, get...
1: it, uh, it actually, they moved it to June already. Oh, okay. And Fantastic. they moved it outdoors. It typically takes place wow. in the Pennsylvania Convention Center yeah. in, in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Um, and they actually moved it to a park, but I don't remember what park <laughs> wow what park in philadelphia uh so and so it's a great time of year to be outside um if covid plays out like it did this past year it'll be a a better time in our area to get outside and they've also said that the vaccine's rolling out so well i think if you're vaccinated then uh then it should be widely available by june i think is what i've been told
0: if the theme is nature i love that this show is taking place in nature yeah. if it's going to be in in philadelphia park which i know uh, they have great stewards and and we work with mm-hmm. a lot of those parks and they do a lot of uh great work so it's that's going to be a huge event i would love to see that happen more often i wonder if that will be more of a yeah, oh, yeah. A, a trend but i it's just i love seeing it on a national stage mm-hmm. uh bringing attention to people that maybe might overlook it so I'll be curious to see what the lineup is who's speaking I would love if they don't have Douglas Tallamy or 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 Claudia West or or someone like that Mm -hmm. speaking I'd be I'd be disappointed but uh I'm, I'm excited I just thought I'd bring that up just because that's something you typically wouldn't see but that's the type of when we're talking about making that circle larger this is definitely something that should help do that,
1: and uh, and it's going to be an FDR Park in South Philly. Okay,
0: awesome, awesome. That's very cool. I'm excited. I may have to go. Yeah, yeah, me too. To so I've never been. I went. I so. I've been a few times actually. When I worked for the Connor Pyle Company, which is also Star Roses. Mm-hmm. Um, because they were one of the top three rose growers in the country at the time, we actually forced a lot of material for a lot of the local garden centers. Um, mm-hmm. So we would get passes to go there. I went, I think two years ago was the last time I mm-hmm. went. Um, and it changed, it was really, t- in, my, in my opinion, it's a, there's not as many, most of the exhibitors are, landscape contractors are, are like higher end garden centers and that higher end garden center doesn't really exist like it did mm-hmm. 20, 30 years ago. Um, I think that's changing because of COVID, <laughs> you know, I think yep. that's the focus has shifted. So I kind of felt like it was a little bit in decline from its glory years, uh, in the, the eighties and nineties, but I have a feeling it's, it's going to come roaring back. Mm-hmm. So I'd be happy to be a part of that. Cool. Um, what do you think? I brought the pod decks in. You want to do a, Yeah, wanna let's do a do card? I, you chose last time. I'll pick one. Mm-hmm. It, they should still be shuffled. So I'm just going to pick yeah. one out of the middle. I wonder if it's something we're going to be able to answer. It's just going to be like nah. Let me, all right, let me see here. I'm you can see I'm pulling them right from the middle. Desert island, books, music or movies. What do you want to do?
1: Oh, we have to pick one of the Yeah, the three? we can pick we can pick I'll, one of them. why don't three. we pick one of each of them? One of I each? Is... Okay.
0: Do you want to keep it on we want to try to keep it plant related?
1: Man, that, would, that might be a little, how do you, what's plant-related plant, real, plant related music out there? Oh, You're the yeah. music ex- expert, uh, you probably know.
0: Yeah, not mm-hmm. that I could think. <laughs> well, I was just thinking of a documentary that I watched that I was all excited about, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was the one with the doctor about nutrition. Um,
1: oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that
0: I actually tried to contact to get as a guest, and I, I'm drawing a blank on all of it. I can't remember I the doctor's name. I don't, name. I don't remember either. the name <laughs> of the documentary. It was such a great documentary. <laughs> I forget all of it, but it, it was. I went down a rabbit hole on Amazon Prime because there was a documentary about uh, mushrooms, and mm-hmm. when I clicked on that, it was all nature-related topics, and I ended up was like, "All right, let's let's watch one since I'm 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 looking for something to watch," and I loved it. And now I don't remember anything about it. Not the name, anything. Yeah. that's, that's Yeah, because
1: you, you told me about it, and I watched it. And I didn't love it as much as you yeah. did. But um, but I don't remember what it was called. I don't remember. it was a couple months ago. <laughs>
0: that's, but, well, what a great podcast. Hey, yeah. here's this great movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. I don't know who's in it. But all right, so we could do books. Desert Island book, not books, book. You had to pick one. We could yeah. do plant-related on that. You could only take one. You pick one of the books, and we've discussed numerous ones. Which one are you picking?
1: That is a, a tricky question. Um, yeah, I really don't know. It's uh, I guess I'd have to probably pick "Bringing Nature Home" because that's an easy read and uh, yeah. and you get through. It. Or or. <laughs> Um, the nature and Nature by Dr. Sal is a good one, too. You know, it, it, I think it, if I brought Benjamin Volk's book, and this is no knock on him, it mm-hmm. might, I'd just be perplexed in my own mind. And
0: But that uh, may be a good one. You're on yeah. a desert island and you have one book. You could, yeah. <clears throat> I think, you know what? Now that you say it, philosophic, philosophically, like we're on board with the message that Dr. Sal brings and the message that Dr. Talamy brings, Benjamin Volk's is is more from a philosophical that, Internally, for the end of days, I think, like it—it's it, trying to make you think outside of the box, not just explain to you. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go with with a uh, new garden ethic. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. Yeah, there's, that's if my, it was just open pick. to
1: any book. I, there's a book that I just heard is gonna come <laughs> like in the next month. That's uh that's called the Meat Eater Guide to Wilderness Survival <laughs> or <laughs> Wilderness Skills and <in> Survival <laughs> by, by Stephen Ronella, who's another yeah. author I, I actually like quite a bit. But um, and he actually—that's the inspiration for one of our our future guests about foraging because yes. he yeah. wrote a whole passage about foraging in that book. Okay, and uh, and we reached out to him, and it looks like we're gonna have him on. in, in like I said, January, February. All right. How about uh, if it was just any book? Oh, I think I'd bring that book. That's that what would be I was your just book? saying, yeah, that's my book because I gotta figure out how to survive on a desert
0: island. All right, I'm gonna my, I have my three favorite books of all time. And I don't know if I can pick one of them. So, and they're all over the place: Lord of the Flies, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and The Neverending Story. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which I didn't know was a book. I, that I was guess a book I first. Should have assumed yeah, it was a book.
0: Yeah, I fell in love with the book a few years before my my older sister worked at a bookstore mm-hmm. and actually, when it came out, bought me a copy and said, "You need mm-hmm. to read this book." So I was in love with it before the movie came out um and it's a great book it, yeah. it's oh, yeah. it's more of a children's book you know obviously mm-hmm. I was probably in junior high was I in elementary school or junior high at the time but I don't know if I could pick between one of those three but it would be yeah, one I just school. remember
1: from the – because I was a pretty young kid when yeah. I watched the movie and I just remember um seeing a Trey's horse go into the the quicksand. Yeah, or, and that was very sad. It's very sad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: but it's a triumphant ending. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, music. I can't pick music. I, I yeah, can't. you
1: can't. But uh, I, my wife knows exactly what I pick. I listen to Sturgill Simpson over and over and over oh. Oh. again. All right, in uh, in our house, you're gonna pick Sturgill so over be... Jason Isbell or? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. That's well, he's the reason I got into like Jason Isbell and Tyler Childers okay. and a lot of these other other artists that was the the start of the wormhole for me to go down and and get into it so All right, and see. uh and it's a pretty good just with his records it's, it's a pretty good variety because he's got the the like <clears throat> psychedelic country and he's got old school country and he's got um then he has the whole rock album yeah. he came out with and now he just released a bluegrass album yeah. so there's, There's a lot a, of diversity yeah, to it. It's very diverse, and you're not just listening to the same thing over and over again.
0: I, I guess if I had to pick one, so for those of you that don't know, I'm a huge music fan. I actually had had my own music blog. I, I had a, a internet radio uh, show. I, I did m- two different music podcasts, So, and my tastes are really diverse. I have an infinity for old-school punk and, and alternative uh, new wave, but if I had to pick a desert island music Jimmy Buffett <laughs> why not yeah, yeah, why, why not completely embrace it that might be like the perfect like island music you just sit in there and you're like alright it's laid back You just chill I could I could do that yeah. alright how about a movie for you
1: because I don't know what movie I'd, I'd pick
0: man I'm all over the place so Fight Club Fight Club <laughs> yeah. or, or Pee Wee's Big Adventure <laughs> yeah. those are two of my favorites yeah, um, to, I don't, to- totally
1: different directions. I just don't watch a lot of movies to, to have a favorite movie. I And then I don't even know if I want to admit it, because my, my movie taste is like questionable at best. Oh, I like come a, on, a lot of to- Will Ferrell stuff and- uh, like I like Semi
0: Pro a lot. A lot of the movies that people uh, Semi Semi Pro yeah. is a good movie. Yeah. Oh come on! I I said I one of my favorite books is a Never Ending Story. <laughs> come on. Yeah, it would, it would probably and be Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I haven't movie. watched Semi
1: Pro in a long time, but I I like that one. I like the other. I like a lot of the Will Ferrell movies. I was I liked movies that I didn't really have to pay attention to, but yes. would make me like I could just start watching at any moment and it would make me laugh. Numerous times, so like uh, old school. Even though
0: Luke Wilson's the the star of that yeah. movie, who would have thought? You know, semi pro. I just saw for the first time this year, mm-hmm. and loved it for some reason. And I love Will Ferrell movies, just hadn't uh, seen it. And then I, I was like, "How did I not see this movie? This is hysterical!" Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if I would say that's my favorite Will Ferrell movie, though. I don't know if I could say what my favorite Will I, Ferrell movie. Yeah, is. it would change for me, but yeah.
1: but that's probably. Where I am. I, I'd watch that movie. Uh, that and Blades of Glory, I'd probably watch those two movies more than anything else when I was in college. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's, <laughs> that's a great
0: movie. I love so, that movie. Yeah, if you had to like take a toll, or if it was just the movie I watched the most, it's probably one of those two. Yeah. You know, I have a tendency, I have one of those personalities where I'll put a movie on. Like, I don't need something to go to sleep, but if I'm kind of mm-hmm. tired and out of it, I'll put a movie on. But it's got to be something that I know. Mm-hmm. So I don't think about it. Yeah. And it's just like background noise and I'll fall asleep. So Harry Potter <laughs> <laughs> the and and the Half-Blood Prince, I could probably quote that one from start to finish because it will just be background noise as I fall asleep. Because if, if, it, if it's something that I find too funny, I end up just watching it, mm-hmm. you know, like I'll, – or i will like, oh, I got to see this part, you know. But if it's something I know and it's familiar – It could just be on in the background. So Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. (laughs) Go ahead, challenge me on a quote on a future episode. Well, uh, I'll quote it. So, you know, I have to laugh. I was just looking. I, I thought that we'd go about a half an hour on this one. No, minutes. no, definitely not. We're we're just about at an hour. Yep, we're just about at an hour. So maybe we <laughs> yeah, ought to wrap. So we, it up. Yeah, we got way off towards <laughs> we, the end of this one. This, we, we did. That's okay. But, you know, every now and then, that's okay. Yeah, that was interesting.
1: With that, we'll wrap it up. Thanks again for joining us on uh on Native Plants Healthy Planet, presented by Pinewoods Nursery. Uh, I really completely missed my line there and just twisted it into my own thing. Yeah, but, that's i so right. I'm gonna right. kick it to you. for Yeah, you
0: know, I gotta say, before I I do my part, we've been. For the buzz episodes, you're not saying that our shows are scripted, but we we write things that we need to discuss Mm -hmm. um, and notes for us to make sure that topics that we hit, like especially when we have a guest, there's so much we want to cover. We kind of outline it out. The buzz is becoming, with the last one and then into this one, less and less. It's really just Mm. some bullet points at this point. So we didn't even know how we were starting off the show. So I think all things all things considered it, it's we did pretty good yeah
1: oh yeah you know it's, it doesn't have yeah. to you know though yeah it's know. just the first line i had to actually
0: read just <laughs> <to> do <laughs> yeah. verbatim Cause that's right because we haven't read anything this whole episode <laughs> yeah. so um i'm gonna put on the show notes for this one you know we always thank steven Mar for the theme music um and he was a a winner when we started off the the show we didn't really have theme music we were we were using something that we had bought, um, and we had a contest, and we chose Steven and we've been using Funky Road since then. We really want to give the Buzz its own identity, and we would love to have that uh, competition again. No one has sent us any music yet. So if you want an opportunity to have your original music um, highlighted in Buzz episodes of the Native Planet Healthy Planet podcast, uh you can email us at info at native dot com. We want to choose a winner. We want to yeah. we we someone's lo-
1: gotta play some unique instrument like the mouth mouth harp or <laughs> the spoons. <laughs> spoon.
0: <laughs> yeah, there is the spoon lady. Maybe she yeah. uh, she's listening to this. She'll send in <laughs> spoon music. But send us some original music. We'd love to we'd love to highlight it uh, on on a buzz episode. Make sure you're following us uh, Twitter. It's Pineland.com. Mm-hmm no s pineland nursery facebook it's pinelands nursery nj there is a pinelands nursery fl florida mm-hmm. so which is a garden center in florida and sometimes social media they get a little confused so it is pinelands nursery nj instagram at pinelands nursery and youtube at pinelands nursery don't forget about the question and answer line the number for that is 215 346 6189 i will repeat it one more time 215 215- three four six six one eight nine uh don't leave all the questions for Saul call in uh leave a question or a comment even if it's a comment say you like something say you didn't like something that's fine yeah Uh, we're we're all for or even just something for us to talk about
1: you say hey you know what I wanted your opinion on well why would they want our opinion but (laughs) yeah (laughs) I want want you to talk about this thing (laughs) yeah
0: you know any of it just you know leave a question or comment um and we'll play it and answer it on a future episode of The Buzz. So, um, and don't forget the Native Plants Healthy Planet Facebook group. I know we keep talking about it, but um, I'm really thrilled with the conversations going on there. So, uh, and hopefully it will keep going after this episode.
1: So, you can listen to the Native Plants Healthy Planet podcast directly at www.nativeplantshealthyplanet.com. Uh, but let's be honest, you're probably going to check us out through Apple Podcasts or yeah. Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, wherever you really consume your normal podcasts, we're on just about every one of them right now. We're
0: pretty much everywhere.
1: So leave a review, those really help. And like I mentioned in the beginning, share this with a friend. That's how we're gonna spread this message about native plants. Yeah. Um a lot and hopefully of, have a, have some fun doing it.
0: A lot of new followers, which which we're excited about. So hopefully we can keep them engaged and and keep growing this community. But yeah, we're everywhere, like an invasive at this point. So yeah.
1: <laughs> so with that, thanks everyone. I'm Tom
0: and I am Fran. Thanks again, everyone. Uh, happy holidays. We'll be back for at least one more buzz uh, before the yeah. end of the year. We we're have, yeah, we have some end. pretty
1: good episodes coming up these these next two before the end of the year, and then a, a wrap up with the buzz.
0: A wrap up with the buzz before the end of the year, and then some great guest schedule for the beginning of the year too, plus the round table series. There's a lot of great stuff coming up. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Until then, keep it native. Thank you for listening to the Native Plants Healthy Planted Podcast presented by Pinelands Nursery. Remember to like, share, follow, and comment.